Can we cuss? <laughs> this is our podcast. <laughs> I'm a money bags grave digger. <laughs> We're going from living to thriving. Okay, we are on that journey. Ain't nobody gonna stop us. listening to season two of the bag behavior podcast thank you so much for joining us we are so happy to have you here today when this drops it'll actually be around december christmas time (laughs) mariah carey will have thawed out completely (laughs) and we're deep into our holiday bag so i'm excited i love that for us thank you again for joining us And by the sound of that, you can tell we have two hosts on season two of the Bag Behavior podcast. I'm your host, Kadian, actress, writer, unsolicited food critic, and (laughs) the peanut gallery to my left is our second and new host for the next season, Michelle, our interior designer extraordinaire, and your new favorite Scorpio. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some changes, obviously, in season two for us, but some things that remain the same are to be explored, like vulnerability as strength, asking the hard questions and collectively ascending towards greatness. That's something that is never going to change. As always, (laughs) forever. And we also have a collaborator for this season, which I am very excited about. We are both very excited. We are collaborating with the Flourish Factory this season. They are helping to amplify our message and get us into a wider audience and also just to help us ascend to greatness within the podcasting realm and beyond. Um, I really love this partnership. I think that they're very aligned with who we are just personally, Mm -hmm. as well as with the brand. Um, Basically, the overall mission is that to make it easier to connect, shop and support black creators. So Thank you again to the Flourish Factory for helping us achieve another one of our goals. We're in season two. We were just in season one. Y'all, season one started off on my birthday, and now we have elevated in a matter of literally six months. I know that you all noticed we would do kind of check-ins over time with our podcast so in the first episode we express you know the seasons that we were in and by the last episode we were discussing what had changed what had transpired what had stayed the same and of course nothing ever is the same with the bag ladies realistically so let's start off checking back in michelle what season are you in what is your true mood my truest mood (laughs) Um, I would say I am definitely in a season of transformation, extreme transformation. I mean, personally, professionally, I feel as though I'm taking huge pivots. I'm shifting. I'm becoming the best version of myself, the most confident version of myself, the most, you know, (laughs) exemplary version. And it's it's a little tough, which I'm going to get into later because it hasn't been all you know, shits and giggles. Uh, it's It's been interesting to say the least, but definitely in a season of transformation. I said before, harvest, which I still think is a thing for me, um, reoccurring 
opportunities coming through my way, which is incredible. Um, but I think dominating that at this point in my life is definitely transformation, which makes sense because it is while we're recording, it's Scorpio season. So hey. <laughs> I'm very much so in my element and things are shifting. What about you, Katie? Where are you? What season are you in? I've been spending my time gathering my thoughts. <laughs> Honestly, I would say, yeah, Scorpio season is a season of great reveals. I think everything that had the cover over it is now showing its head in ways that are much clearer and harder to ignore. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that you're just showing up more confidently because we recently celebrated your birthday yes. and danced the night away. Period. <laughs> that was so fun. And it's like not a behavior that formerly I would have had. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about you, but I think that we, we I mean, the electric slide was started. Listen, we started a lot of things in that 70s club. Like, we set the tone. A Soul Train line. A Soul Train line. <laughs> so just behaving in ways that are just unapologetic and true absolutely to true to us, how we would behave in your apartment exactly. or in my apartment exactly. um, and just showing up in the world like that. I think that's incredible. That's a huge transformation that I'm experiencing, too. Um, but my true mood, I would say my true mood is... Gosh, it feels fiery. It feels like the uh, volcano is about to erupt for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been dormant. You know what I'm saying? I'm an earth sign. I'm very chill. But, you know, I have a lot of fire in me. I have a lot that I want to talk about, a lot of talent and a lot to show that I have been working on, working my ass off on. So uh, I feel fiery. I feel like, yeah, the volcano is about to erupt. <laughs> and we um we want to talk about healing in our first episode together for season two because it's just the forefront of all our successes really it's like if you have not moved past a certain experience in your life you're not going to be able to reap the benefits or enjoy the successes that are on your path so that's definitely um something that's very important to us a lot of things have changed especially in the pandemic new habits new ways of revealing how to you know heal yourself so i want to start off with a question for michelle okay i always start with you <laughs> um what is a reality that has come from your healing that you didn't expect mm -hmm. oh man I've been um, healing from a lot of things. <laughs> so um, a lot of different realities struck me. I feel like so in with one of the new opportunities that I received in a past season, um, it affected how I where I live today and all these different things. And so I experienced a bit of grief because of that even though it was attached to an incredible opportunity, a dream life, it also required me to let go of a past life, one that I had kind of formulated my identity around, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And so that was pretty shocking. Like, I can't have it all. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I have to let some things go. Mm. And so because of that, I basically had to come to terms with the fact that during this healing journey, 
it's a process. It's kind of never ending and it's going to require me to um, really define who I am outside of belongings and external status and all these different things that I'm known for and instead redefined who I am so that this process of healing is easier to deal with. Um, Basically, I struggled with understanding how I can show up as this confident version of myself when so many things are changing. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes, it does. Definitely. It's tricky. It's something that I've even expressed to someone who was telling me, you know, you need to show up differently. You're on your back foot. You need to be on your front foot. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're letting people do things that are no longer working for you or maybe never worked for you. But showing up differently in old relationships because you're now healed is extremely difficult to do. So, Yes. yes, I get that. I get that. Absolutely. What about you? Is there a reality that struck you like, hold on, I thought I was through this. Oof. What Yikes. is this trigger right now? Yikes. Okay. I think that um, when you're not centered and self-aware and evolved, you find yourself in cycles. In fact, even if you are evolved, life is cyclical. So if you're not making changes, you're going to end up doing the same exact thing. And it'll show up in different people, different Mm -hmm. jobs, different choices that may feel like you're doing something different, but you realize when you're not evolved that you're just doing the same thing. So for me, I found myself uh, dating people that do the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I also found myself spending time like trusting people that have, they show up differently initially and then you realize that they're just like xyz the other person and for me it's like um i've learned one thing for sure this is not even about healing one thing for Mm -hmm. sure actually who you meet how they act when you first meet them is just not who they are it's their representative that's what (laughs) i heard recently okay i was like you're not they're like you're not reading you're not meeting them necessarily you're meeting their representative their reps (laughs) their team who they show up as for the workday or for Mm -hmm. you know the public but you know over time in difficult situations and vulnerable situations and challenging moments that's when you actually find out who people are and that's when you find out that you've fallen into spending your time with a person who was just like the other person who hurt you right and that's tough because like you know who's to blame like do you look at yourself and say like damn like I should have known better but you met their rep you thought you were doing better you know you know the team is very convincing and some people can uphold it for a very long time um and then you make permanent decisions based on you know the experience you had with the representative yes (laughs) and then you find out later on you know that that's not the case but what I feel like for me, where the true healing shows up is what I do after that. Absolutely. What do I do when I found out that the person who I had certain expectations for has fallen short, which is is something that will definitely continue to happen. Absolutely. So my, you know, silencing myself and tolerance for those mm-hmm. kinds of things has to change. Right. And I think that that's one of my main focuses when it comes to my healing permanently. Mm-hmm. Like... 
I do a lot of things as a trauma response to how I was raised. And I was raised okay. Like, it's not like I was, you know, it was a very abusive environment. But honestly, as a young Black woman with a single Black mother, it's probably not going to be ideal. There's going to be hardships. And so I've learned certain ways of carrying myself as a form of protection Mm -hmm. that don't actually always work as an adult when you need to, you know, Mm -hmm. handle certain situations so they don't continue. Right. And that's a pretty um, poignant (laughs) reality with the healing journey is that you don't necessarily become this new person and you stay that new person and you're always, you know, making the right decisions. But it's also the, um, the basically when you're aware that you have this cycle, you know, mm-hmm. this rhythm that you continually follow and being aware of that, now you're like, okay, I can check myself. Right. And okay, maybe also I didn't check myself, but I'm aware of that. And next time I got me. That's a word. (laughs) That's a word. Because it's like, okay, at first I was doing this. The first time I did it, I had no idea. I didn't even notice. Right. Second time I did it, it felt familiar, but I didn't say anything. And then the third time I did it, I recognized it. And then I was like, okay, and this is where it ends. Yes. And it sometimes isn't the third time. That would be ideal. But at least three moments have to happen on that cycle a lot of times before people even get the opportunity to change, like become even aware and feel confident enough to change. Cause it's, it's hard. It's easy to have all these thoughts about how you want things to move forward. It's very difficult to put them into practice and it Mm -hmm. should be daily. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are some ways that you work on the healing for yourself daily? Daily I'm pouring into my own cup daily what you sipping sipping greatness <laughs> sipping ease and tranquility okay i am very serious when it comes to honoring myself like that is a word that i use all the time when talking to myself when talking to other people even for the smallest things i'm like if i have the urge to like go to the bathroom sometimes we may hold it and it's like why the why the fuck are we holding it? Like, like, let's honor ourselves. Our body is saying we need to go release. Let's go release. Same for passing gas, I think. Everything. <laughs> Literally everything. So, like, from things like that to, you know, work relations in the office, because now I'm back in the office, <laughs> which was an um, incredible <laughs> transformation. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I'm pandemic team. Listen, I saw something that was like people who just started working from home during the pandemic. Like you've been working from home for like 600 days. (laughs) Really? Yes. Oh, really? Wow. It has been that long. You're right. That's what they say. And so basically I show up looking out for myself, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by honoring myself. So I'm filling my cup every day by showing up for myself and being my biggest advocate for standing up for myself. If I feel triggered, if I feel hurt, speaking up about that. Um, Also accepting accountability Mm -hmm. and being in charge of, you know, my life and how I feel and all those things. And that builds my confidence, you know, and it makes me show up truly authentic like you know this is who I am I'm not perfect but like you're gonna have to 
take it for what it is yeah or leave it you know what i'm saying like you can go you can go <laughs> you can always go <laughs> <laughs> the door remains like always. and you need to make that choice you know yeah. a lot of times with people as you begin to evolve everyone's not moving at the same pace that's just yeah. not how life works mm-hmm. so you know certain things don't work for you anymore sometimes you have to make a hard choice exactly exactly so yeah the honoring yourself thing is huge for me and um I think that's the most. I I have an example that I already told you about of honoring yourself. And it's so small, but I want to say it because, you know, there's probably other women that are like me. And to them, this actually is a very big deal. And so I was, uh, I had my sunglasses on to, you know, hide my emotions. And no, I'm just kidding, but I'm not. Okay, so I was at a barbecue and I was with two people that I'm close with. They, They work with me a lot. I know them very well. And they were teasing me and laughing at me about something, saying, oh, I would have done this. I would have never done that, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was playful. I know that they, or I want to believe they didn't have any ill intent, but I was emotional at the time already. And that Mm -hmm. was something that was really getting to me because they actually kind of hit the nail on the head of what I was struggling with. Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah. And so I kind of was like, sad and I felt myself feeling like I was going to cry and I said like you guys are making me feel bad mm-hmm. and then they're like oh my god oh my god I'm so sorry I'm just kidding one of them's giving me a hug trying to like console me and this and that and um I was like stop hugging me because now I'm really gonna cry <laughs> which is okay <laughs> which is okay but it's like for me the huge milestone was saying you guys are making me feel bad versus what I could have done which would have been like all right well I'm gonna walk away I'm not gonna talk to you you're gonna get that tourist stone and you're never Ever going to hear about that moment but you also won't be welcome into any other vulnerable moments in my life and right. you get no opportunity to show up and apologize or show me that you didn't mean that mm-hmm. so I gave them that opportunity that was hard for me but I felt so good about yeah, it um beautiful growth yes vulnerability is a yeah. strength so you have to let people give people a chance to love you the way that you need to be loved to show up for mm-hmm. you the way that you need them to show up for you because they don't know right you know they might have ideas about what you like and what you can handle etc but if you don't let people know what is affecting you especially negatively then um i mean you can't really help that your feelings are gonna get hurt Mm -hmm. and you may lose out on incredible connections because you cut them off Mm -hmm. i used to do that all the time Mm -hmm. i was queen cut somebody off (laughs) proud of it today (laughs) But I have learned myself that like I've probably lost some great friendships because of that nature. And so, yeah, speaking up, letting them know like I'm hurt right now, but I think that we can move past this if I talk to you about it. And, you know, you can at least acknowledge my feelings. Yeah, absolutely. It's extremely important in relationships. Um, Speaking of relationships and healing, Are there any other experiences that you've had where you felt like someone maybe held a mirror to you or you felt like you needed to heal from a certain experience after Mm. a relationship, whether it be romantic or Mm. um, friendship, platonic? I think a reoccurring theme that has been coming up for me has been loving with detachment, Mm. which at first I was like, I'm a whole ass Scorpio. (laughs) I am low key kind of needy. Like, you know, very affectionate person. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm fully attached 
Okay. Yeah. What are we talking about? Needs love. Needs love. <laughs> um, but I heard this concept and I'm like, okay, I really don't know what that means for me. It happened. Um, I first heard about it at the end of my um, relationship back in 2019, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, but I kind of dismissed it because of that whole attitude of like, I don't know what that is. That doesn't apply to me. Like, you know, I'm very affectionate. Mm. But then this, my most recent ending of a relationship, that is actually where it kind of made sense to me. I'm like, hold on. Loving with detachment does not mean that I, you know, don't gather closeness with this person. Like I, I doesn't mean that I can't be intimate and affectionate and hold them in high regard in my life and, you know, make them a priority. It just means that I don't possess this person. And so, or this relationship, like this is just an experience that I can be grateful for. Oh my God. As it's taking place. But if it's an ending and the guy, if he wants to walk out of my life, let him go. And be grateful for what I had and what I experienced and what I learned and then move forward without like the struggle of like trying to hold on and say like, mm-hmm. no, don't leave. Like we can fix it. Like <laughs> You're sometimes gonna it doesn't love even me. mean to be <laughs> fixed. Yes, absolutely. You know, so I think that's my, um, my whole thought process now around like loving with detachment and something that I had to learn and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here now because it's actually extremely helpful. Yeah. Like with my past relationship, I that whole grieving process was um, much lighter than the one before it. And I think mm-hmm. that had a lot to do with it, it was that realization mm-hmm. that like, you know, this was this is what it was, what it is. I'm grateful for it. I learned a lot and I'm ready and excited about what's to come next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's cyclical yeah it's like but when you come back around are you gonna do the same thing or are you gonna you know what i'm yeah. saying straighten out and get yourself where you where you want to go and we know where we want to go we know we what doesn't feel good yes. like give me a effing break <laughs> if you don't know consciously your body knows absolutely you know you feel anxious you sweating you whatever my chest yes. actually gets tight yeah i don't know if that happens to other people I think it does. <laughs> yeah. Like I have physical reactions to being uncomfortable or upset. Right. So stop ignoring that. You um, know what I mean? So, yeah. Seriously. It's the deciding factor for a lot of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really is when you think about it. Yes. The and tells that your body is giving you right. that like you're out of alignment. <laughs> and it, it may not even be with people. It may be like what you're doing right now is not mm-hmm. in alignment with what you should be doing. Yes. And your body lets you know and intuitiveness you know all of that jazz that i love to dive into maybe that'll be a next next episode (laughs) (laughs) one thing that that reminds me of with you know listening to your body is like i get so upset with myself when i think of an answer or think of a response Mm -hmm. and then i don't say it and then somebody else says it (laughs) because i didn't listen to myself and i didn't speak up i bite 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 my tongue yeah it's the most irritating thing but Now that I think about biting my tongue, it reminds me of, (laughs) this is a crazy um, connection right now, but it reminds me of West Africa. And I want to talk about 
healing through travel and mm-hmm. what happens to the human like when you go to places of your your ethnic origin or just in general being in a space that's you know much more therapeutic and less consumer focused like right. you know where you usually live mm-hmm. yeah i um our trip to ghana and togo was huge yes it healed so many past I wouldn't say traumas. I'd just say like bad habits, you know, like Mm -hmm. not valuing time spent in the sun (laughs) (laughs) to learning how to be patient. Um, All different types of like bad habits. I think I just learned from U.S. society Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of disappeared once Mother Africa was like, no, there's a better way. Mm -hmm. And... I think that set a foundation for this spiritual journey that I've been on to healing, mm-hmm. you know, um, emotionally as as it relates to work, because I've had some traumas there, but also, of course, romantic stuff. Um, I think traveling definitely, again, like for me, builds my confidence in meeting new people and experiencing new lands and not. Um, and surviving all of that because we experienced a lot (laughs) and you can listen to season one episode one to learn more about that but um, it was a struggle it was again it was not all great but we learned so much and I think it set of an incredible foundation for more ascension more ascension more ascension the thing is to get the apple at the top of the tree oh I hope I Okay, <laughs> I did a little something clumsy to get the apple at the top of the tree. I'm coming up with this on the spot now. Okay. You know, you might get scratched on those branches when you have to climb all the way up there. Like it's not going to be easy for you to actually get to that place or get that thing that you want for yourself, that ultimate, you know, reward and mountain peak for yourself it's gonna be like a little bloody it's gonna be painful it's gonna have bruises like it's just an experience that you kind of it's unfortunately it feels like you gotta earn your stripes in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um another thing that i'm thinking about too with traveling is that you kind of get into a position where you're forced to be yourself because (laughs) no one around you really knows who you are. You know what I'm saying? And I think you have a a great opportunity to just show up as you minus the, um, minus the people that you try to make proud back at home right. and impress back at home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a clean slate. And so maybe that also has something to do with the fact that like, it's such a great, um, a way, a great way to heal and to incorporate into your healing process is to go somewhere completely brand new. Absolutely. I remember writing in my journal, um, I'll know that I'm in the right place if I dance in Togo or some, like, this Mm. is not verbatim, but it was like, I am so stifled by my fear of how I'm perceived and the way that I approach public situations in LA is Mm -hmm. definitely extremely different than what I would do in a place where nobody knows who I am. Mm 
And I knew that if I could just like free myself there, I would remember what it feels like and hopefully be able to carry that type of confidence with me. And I and I literally did. I felt like I measured it based on that. If I can be in a space with a lot of people and not be concerned with how they feel about what I'm doing, mm -hmm. I've really like broken those shackles and I can do it again and I can do it again and I can do it again. So yeah. that's what made me start the Soul Train line at Michelle's birthday <laughs> was me being able to have a few shots of tequila in Togo. Did you start it? I 100% started it. <laughs> and don't you ever. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. That was epic for me in my life. Okay. I it was one of you other Tauruses, but that makes sense. Girl. <laughs> You. you see how they try to take your your fucking receipts? I swear. Stand up for yourself. I swear. I love that for you. Scorpio season is revealing, ain't it? God. Yes, I started the Soul Train line. Okay. And you want to know something else? Wait. I ain't giving this up. I started the electric slide. Wow. And I'm not bag. giving it up. I, I, I love it. I love it. And but see, that is something that I don't know if I would have been able to get mm. to that step if I didn't actually mm -hmm. just feel so like reinvent myself in another country, especially being originally an African woman, you know, going to the motherland and just wiling out a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But also getting to know myself and walking around with my chin up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And showing people, introducing the world to me. Yes. Um, I think it was really valuable. So we have a listener perspective that I'd like <laughs> to get into. Oh boy. Sylvia Rodin. We asked her the same question. What's a reality you face while healing that you didn't expect? And she actually had a pretty deep answer <laughs> that I'm, I'm really excited to read. Um, her answer was letting go. Sometimes we get used to the triggers and trauma. It is even comfortable for us to live in that place. But part of healing is letting go and not letting that just be your story. That is so hard to do. So hard to do. That's a word, Sylph. Yes, Can I call Sylph? you Sylph? <laughs> it really made me think. Like, you can just weave in triggers and traumas into your normal everyday life mm -hmm. and normalize it. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know, like, this is just, this is my life, my circumstances, etc. Um, and I, you know... Uh, project from this place Absolutely. as opposed to letting go mm -hmm. and think about how difficult it may be to just completely let go to sever all those ties to those feelings it's like to me letting go is so difficult for people because of their ego and their pride mm -hmm. it's like i want you to feel some kind of repercussion for what right. you've done for to me or i'm going to continue to let myself be comfortable with this because i'm not going to allow myself to let you be comfortable with that mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm talking about letting go when it comes to a, a, a personal relationships mm -hmm. and how difficult it can be um just for the sake of wanting to teach people lessons and wanting to like be not the bigger person, but actually the tougher person or the more mm -hmm. stubborn person or the one who got their way and feels like they won in a way. Um, but it is definitely a weight. Yeah. Anything that you hold on to is a weight. I mean, is. what does that scale say? Right. How many pounds you carrying about your troubles, girl? You know what I'm saying? Yes. How many bags are you carrying? And that's what we, we, we talk about in bags. Right. Um, it made me think about uh, career and navigating the workplace because 
we used to work together at a black startup (laughs) media company (laughs) and um that experience was traumatic in a lot of ways to say the least and so I was talking to a friend the other day about how that type of workplace trauma you can take it with you to the next workplace absolutely and so you can have an issue with your manager at this new place and react to it as if you're still back there mm-hmm. in the place that you know the the trauma was created right but in this heal we're talking about healing so through that healing process and being aware of those ties and understanding the lessons you have to learn through from them and then moving on and absolutely letting go like that whole transition is quite tricky and I, I've, I've been trying to, you know, think about it for myself, too. Like, in my new opportunity, have I brought in any of that old energy? And low-key, I kind of did right at the beginning because there was I was feeling as though there were some folks who may have felt intimidated by me. Mm. And so I'm like, OK, like, you know, we can do this one or two ways. <laughs> <laughs> I could show up, go zero to 100 real quick and act very petty or I could take a step back, breathe through it, understand I'm feeling something here. I'm tripping. This- Am I tripping? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm tripping for sure. And I might be tripping too. <laughs> but, you know, there's a better way to handle it. And I think, and I'm proud of myself actually for handling it in a different way. Because I saw the entire, um, my entire spiritual process in terms of like becoming more intuitive and uh, more self-aware and that making me more aware of other people's reactions as well towards me. So I'm like, oh, she's projecting. There's something yes. here that is going on with her and actually her behavior has nothing to do with me. Right. So I can give her some grace for that. And then I can also honor myself and my feelings by letting her know that I'm not comfortable with the way that, you know, she may be delegating tasks towards mm-hmm. me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then have a conversation with her as opposed to, you know, saying um, like, bitch, look at here. <laughs> Let me tell you I'm something. Not the one. We could talk about this offline. <laughs> you or know? online, because you know me. And I'll, screenshot it. <laughs> I'll pop up in the email thread with the heat, with the burning heat. So, Girl, oh my God, yes. Her email etiquette, wow. Next level. <laughs> Don't play with me in the chat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you, Sylvia. That really made me think about letting go in a lot of aspects i think i could let a nigga go really quickly yikes yeah <laughs> not quickly escalated but <sighs> with more ease than i could let go any other type of relationship connection yeah. it's tougher for me to maybe have had like a woman that a manager that i really looked up to for mm-hmm. her to hurt me and for me to let go of that trauma i think for me is difficult more mm-hmm. difficult than letting go of a man disappointing me we are so used to men disappointing us and so we just have a certain tolerance and expectation for them that is different from the pocket that we keep all of our other things that are important to us right and that's actually not probably how it should go yeah (laughs) you know and i think healing definitely is a very important aspect of um, healthy romantic relationships because you can find yourself hurt or making permanent decisions because you're not healed and now you know you're spending more of your life with somebody than you should be. But 
I think what's really important for us is to understand how to put healing into practice. What do you actively do in order to make changes, become aware and become better and ascend towards greatness, right? So, I mean, for me, what comes up is acting as an actress. I genuinely believe that acting has healed me. Mm. And I feel like this might be a shocking statement for some because the industry is like, Oh gosh, how can I s- explain something beyond the word brutal? Like, is there a Seriously. word? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm personally very happy. I don't have a passion to be an entertainer. <laughs> Because that's crazy. I'm personally <laughs> glad I'm not interested. Yeah, thank you. I'm interested. But what I'll say, you know, is aside from the industry and the difficulties and challenges there, what's so beautiful is what you have to discover about yourself and what you have to heal within yourself in order to be the great artist that you want to be. If you're truly in it to be an artist, I've learned one thing from an actress. She was like, start doing yoga. She said that to me like two years ago. Hmm. I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? Yeah, I need to be on set. <laughs> you know, what the, does yoga have to do with mm. acting? Then the pandemic hit. I started doing yoga every single day. It's something that I now is like coffee to me. Right. It's like if I haven't done yoga and you're talking, talking to me, like it's not going to go well. It might be a tense conversation because I haven't decompressed mm. and consciously given myself time and stretched just physically stretched my body literally um so that was you know what i'm saying girl my neck (laughs) so it's like that was that was one thing healing through yoga and then another thing that came to me was you know one of my coaches told me you know he sees right through me and he was like i see that there's so much that you you want to say that you're not saying and you're behaving in a certain um way because of just old habits and what you need to start doing is asking yourself how you feel what you need to start doing is journaling and you need to go home and you know heal some of the things that have happened at home for you yeah. um like do you expect people to say that to actors or do you expect them to hand you a script right you know so this person made me aware of that issue that I was holding on to and I've been journaling for a year straight and I have healed so many things and I've let go of so many things that were holding me back from using my voice and I can talk Mm. and I want to talk and then the third thing which is a practice okay that acting has opened up for me is the imaginary monologue okay it's something that is um an exercise in my workbook for one of my acting classes it's called the being and doing book by eric morris i know my teacher would be so proud right now but what i'll say is this the exercise opened me up in a way that was absolutely uncontrollable it was like a portal of emotion that i was holding on so tightly to so what you have to do is um ideally you would have someone else in the room and they are not the person that you want to talk to but there is somebody you know you want to talk to so having an issue with your sibling having an issue with your coach having anything that has been 
hanging over you for a while that you want to express and ask the person why they've done something or ask the person, you know, how they can like, you know, help you to move forward. Like whatever you want to express, um, have that conversation and say all those things for minutes. Like keep talking, keep saying, like, let yourself express it because at first it'll feel awkward. It'll feel tense. You'll feel stupid. But then you'll start to talk about the things that only exist in your head that you never let out. And I promise you, it'll be an a very emotional revealing experience and when you do that my god the way that you lose pounds just like mm-hmm. the weight off your shoulders i had a conversation with someone who just won't have a conversation with me right now mm-hmm. and i really had things i wanted to say and i was you know very very emotional could hardly get through my words and one of my friends was with me and she was like she had never seen me act like that she was so shocked Mm. but it was and then because of that it was also healing in that moment because it was like I got to let my friend in a little bit closer so you know she gets to see me in a different light I get to release something that's been on my shoulders and and I didn't even realize I didn't go there to planning to do that but when we did that exercise it was something that changed everything for me so especially artists listening to this podcast um and specifically actresses like it's an incredible thing to do you get to be the best version of yourself when you work on yourself internally and that shows up in your art absolutely it shows up in everything yeah i've even seen it um with parenting Mm. my sister is a new mom her first kid and i'm noticing that the way that you're going to look after your child is how you look after yourself. Period. And I'm just like, yo, so we should all, no one tells us this, but like we should, if you want to have kids in the future, work on yourself as like a a precursor to that. You know what I'm saying? A prereq, like. Yeah. Let's get through 101. Period. (laughs) Before we jump to 202. Because it's tough, you know, but I think it can be a little easier if you already show up for yourself and do well for yourself and feed yourself properly and exercise and all these different things like implementing that into your child's regimen. You know, this is, again, an outsider's perspective. I'm not a mom, but just looking as an auntie, like I'm like, yo, like this all makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. diving deep into you know, um, learning about yourself and becoming self-aware and intuitive really does spill over into so many other buckets in life. Yes, absolutely. In fact, every bucket. Every bucket in life. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it. Let's yeah. just be direct. Yeah, it. be direct. It's that season. <laughs> just say it how it is. This is what it is. That makes a lot of sense, though. Absolutely. And I'm not done taking care of myself. I still do things that I um I don't like. And I don't want to teach somebody else to do that. And that's kind of what is another really important aspect of healing is that it's generational. Like the things that my grandmother dealt with, I deal with. And I wasn't there when she was growing up. But, you know, she raised my mother. Well, no. Well, actually, my great grandmother raised my mother. Let's not get into the details. But what happened is whatever they have struggled with and not healed from is still my experience. And I'm trying very hard to make sure that the next one the next young lady little oh my god little blessing yes. that's not on the way <laughs> but that they have a little bit of relief from the things that i've had to overcome because you know you're healing yourself first before you put and pour into another person right and that honestly made me think of one quick thing and in, in regards to spirituality 
I've heard that, you know, not all ancestors, not all of our dead are our ancestors. And some of your ancestors um, love you unconditionally. Others may not. So when you call for them or you're praying or you're in deep meditation, it's it's good to ask, you know, all those who love me unconditionally, please show up for me, help me, guide me. And typically those intuitive feelings we get, the stomach ache, you know, the throat pain, et cetera, like that's the wisdom coming through those ancestors, those guides who love you unconditionally. And so that could just be another way of checking yourself and being like, you know, um, let me take a break, take a pause and acknowledge what just happened and not brush it off, Mm -hmm. you know? So that just made me think about that. But this has been an incredible conversation. I mean, isn't it always? It's kind of always. It's kind of always good conversation. (laughs) It is. So again, you're listening to the Bag Behavior Podcast. We want you to engage with us (laughs) all the time, around the (laughs) clock, 24 7 and there's certain ways that you can do that how can they do that katie how can they reach out and follow us uh 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 this is so sudden (laughs) uh just kidding you can follow us at bags.official underscore on instagram we definitely want to expand to some new platforms so be on the lookout for us there you can support the brand with a donation or by making a purchase at shopforbags.store and most importantly no i'm just kidding it's all important (laughs) but one other thing you can do to support us is watch the bags pilot on vimeo and let us know how you feel about it because we all started with a show i love shows (laughs) we did and thank you again to the flourish factory i'm very grateful for um this collaboration i think it has made us more serious about it take things more serious our Mm -hmm. craft more seriously and really put us in a different uh, headspace just about what we're creating. So thank you. Follow them at the Flourish Factory and visit their website as well. Peace. Chapter closed. <laughs> cool. You heard it here first. <laughs>